Hi, everyone. It's Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. And the question I have today is, what messaging do you give yourself when you don't feel grand, even with a cold or a tummy bug or COVID or dot, 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 question mark? And I like this question. It's grounded and it's a little bit of those reality bites moments. And first I want to say I cannot tell you what you need to hear in those moments, but I can certainly give you some ideas to workshop that, to think it through and some ideas around perhaps writing yourself a love letter or even being brave enough to record yourself an audio of things that you think you might want to hear uh, when you're having a low moment and then you could click play and actually listen again and again to that personal note that you've recorded for yourself. So I want to say I think it's in Module 6 of the Rocksteady program. We actually go through this process. So if you're in my program, go ahead and use Module 6 to guide this for you. But we talk about, you know, once by the time we've gotten to Module 6 of the Rocksteady program, we know what exacerbates symptoms. We know what not to do, and that is a great place to start. So sometimes just really reminding yourself that this is not a time to escalate, catastrophize, you know, run around crazy, trying to get all this external support, that this could be a time to really pause, body scan, hold our hands on our body, and to begin really gentle and simple practices of self-compassion. I know for myself, when I feel a head cold, a stomach bug, COVID, I actually really deeply enjoy being able to stop and pause and cocoon and retreat because that is my sensory type. And I find it's really socially acceptable to stay at home in bed and read a book when I'm sick or tired. I feel like I can ask for more help babysitting the kids or, you know, do really simple meals or order in nourishing meals. And for me, I find it to be like just this mini holiday where I can just be with my body and let the world love me up. Um, And so I know for me, and this is different for other people, I've had a COVID experience twice and I just loved the isolation. I loved the lockdown. I had a few dear friends deliver me food to my door. I was home with my two children. At one point, my husband was traveling overseas. So I had the kids alone for three weeks with COVID. And I just felt this sweet harmony of our family staying home, playing games, reading books, being in the garden, just the most absolute minimal, simple living. And I felt deeply nourished by that slow living. So I could imagine for some people there might be fear of missing out or really wanting external stimulation. And there's nothing wrong with any of that because different people have different sensory needs. Some people need loud music, bright colors, crowds, travel, you know, and the idea of being in lockdown, isolated, could be just the thought of it traumatic. So for me, I think I really lean on that permission to deeply enter the cocoon and retreat, to reach out for supports. Um, And that I find nourishing, just simply enjoying staying in my pyjamas all day and reading books, like really giving myself permission to be sick. I do remember there was a time, I mean, this is kind of going back for me now. It's been almost 10 years since I've really had symptoms. 
But I do remember when I was in my high stress time of life, I didn't understand my brain and body. My lifestyle was not suited to my brain and body. So I had much more symptomatology, tinnitus, dizziness, vertigo, migraine, anxiety, depression, burnout. It was hard. I do remember as I was learning to listen to my body and slow down, I would feel heavy. I would feel lazy. I would judge myself. And that is internalized ableism which is an example of what not to do. So I would be telling myself to hurry up, come on, I should be better by now. And I'd have the common cold or a flu and I would be hard on myself about that. It's like, you know, oh, you're never feeling good. You're never, you're not eating enough vegetables. You're not well enough. So there was this really more critical, loud voice in my head at that point in time because I was really swimming in burnout and big emotions unprocessed trauma so now 10 years on it's a completely different story I'm much more able to flow with self-compassion kindness gentleness and I'm not looking on the bright side I'm not sort of ignoring the fact that my stomach might hurt or my nose is really blocked or I had a headache I'm not dismissing that I'm actually deeply nurturing that and I'm deeply grateful for the experience or the opportunity to slow down um And I think when I was in my busier living in the city, living in Melbourne, you know, working in the university or the hospital system, I actually didn't have as much opportunity to slow down and recuperate and to really get that retreat and cocooning I needed. So I was constantly experiencing that friction of a person environment mismatch. There was conflict between me and my beautiful way of being sensitive and autistic and neurodivergent and all of those things that make me me. There was a massive mismatch between the world I had chosen for myself and the workplace and just living in the city. It didn't work well for me. So I would get sick more often. I was run down. I was chronically tired. And so there was a lot of this critical looping going on, which if I look at that from the spiritual perspective, that was really my apprenticeship as in my 20s, as I'm learning about myself in the world to stop and listen, you know, all of the fast thoughts, the rundown, the tiredness, the fatigue, that was my body's way of saying, this is not working for me, we can do better. And of course, I listened, I really deeply listened, and I reshaped my life to live quieter in a smaller town. Um, you know, close to nature where I can feel nourished. So I would love you to explore that for yourself, to write yourself a love letter, to maybe look at ways in which your life, that person environment fit of wherever you are. Is there friction? Is there a way you can develop lifestyle choices that more match the rhythm of your body and the cadence of your your natural way of being in the world. Ideally, we wake up feeling refreshed and we go to bed at night feeling content. Many of my tinnitus, dizziness and vertigo clients wake up with dread. They then are monitoring symptoms and fears and anxieties and fearful thoughts and worries all day long and they go to bed absolutely exhausted. So there's not that sense of authenticity, rhythm and flow that's honouring their their personal capacity and resources there's too much friction um so go back to the rocksteady program write yourself a love letter possibly um record yourself a little audio which might be just dropping into it's okay to feel sick it's actually really normal to get a head cold it's okay to feel run down your body's talking to you in what ways can we lighten the load over the next month or the next six months what changes can we make Are there people in our life that are really draining and not nourishing for us? 
Are there career choices we need to be questioning? You know, just looking at ways that the body might be consistently drained and exhausted or having sensory overwhelmed too often, too much. The brain actually doesn't want to do that computing anymore. Is there executive load functioning that in ways you can make it more gentle, delegate, automate, prioritize, delete? You know, in what ways can you allow your brain to function um optimally but also just at its average every day just that reminder that we don't want to be functioning at our best all the time because that is what will lead to burnout it's called our best because we're supposed to be functioning at our best maybe you know 10 or 15 percent of the time if that you know and then functioning at functioning at our worst 10 or 15 percent of the time and in the middle for that 70 or 80 percent we're functioning at our average so we want to develop a lifestyle and life choices that allow us to function at our average. And only you know what that looks like because it's your body, it's your brain, you understand your capacity, your resources, um, and your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual layers of, of how all of that is sort of ebbing and flowing for you. So, you know, back in the day when I was very traumatized, stressed, overloaded, overwhelmed and on the brink of burnout, if not actually in burnout, um, I was just simply doing too much every day. I had too many things that I had expectations that I should attend and I should do. And I was cooking for friends and I was caring for my brother and I was working at the university in the hospital. I had just a lot of demands upon me that I was saying yes to. I was people pleasing without realizing it. Um, I didn't really understand how to nourish my body and brain and recuperate and care for myself. And all of those skills and tools really came for me more in my 30s as I started to learn how to tap into my creativity, how to be with my emotions and how to um, really cultivate a genuine work-life balance that wasn't theoretical or cookie cutter. It was actually what works for me. And I do want to say I think that was quite a slow process of learning. Um and I think when we get the common cold or the flu, they can be really beautiful opportunities to drop into that inquiry about, okay, um, it's normal to get the cold, but is this a time for me to reflect on ways that I might be pushing myself, expecting too much of myself, trying to keep up with other people, people pleasing, saying yes to too much? Maybe are there ways in which I'm depriving myself of um, external external inputs that actually my body needs? So it can go in both directions. Am I at home on the couch too much with sensory deprivation and I need to say yes and get out into the world more? Or am I out in the world too much with sensory overload and I need to really come home and cocoon and retreat? So just having those conversations with and for yourself. If you're not already part of our Rocksteady community, visit seekingbalance.com.au to learn more. It's a really nourishing, supportive community there is comprehensive support, ideas and tools for helping you understand your body, learn about authenticity and learn how to be yourself in the world to respect the brain and body that you're born with and to get the best out of those neural synapses so that sensory distortions and sensory difficulties are no longer really running the show and um, sort of guiding out every choice. We want We want to really start to listen to the big body and be guided by our joys, our pleasures, our contentment. All right, so it's um it's a really good question and a conversation that we can actually keep going in our live monthly calls for our members. 
So it's a bye for now.